Hi there, it's Caroline Foran from Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast, and this is a Staycast from Acast. Please, please, please do follow the government's advice right now, which is currently to stay at home where possible. The sooner we all get on board with these measures, the sooner we will be all together again. While you're staying at home, here's a recommendation for another great podcast for you to listen to. I think we need a bit of comic relief more than ever, so why not try the Two Johnnies podcast, available on the Acast app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello everybody and welcome to the Mirror Football World Cup Daily Podcast brought to you in association with Betbright. Finally, it's here, the World Cup has come around. Um, I don't know about the rest of you guys but I jumped out of bed with a spring in my step this morning. It's just got me, World Cup fever, it has properly got me. Um, anyway, I'm Aaron Flanagan, joined by Matty Lawless again. Matty, how are you? Yeah, doing? I mean, you jumped out of bed with a spring in your step. I was jumping out of bed flossing yeah, after watching Deli Alley go out here this morning. We'll get into that in a minute. But, I'll stick to yeah. mouthwash. I'm not a flossing just yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Liam Prenderville. Liam Prenderville with us as well. Prenders, you don't, you don't come on here very often. I, I don't think. know. Uh, well, it's a World Cup. We should bring in the big names for this That's one. Got to make an out haven't I? Exactly. The big dogs say we'll, we'll get Jake Mercer on it as well eventually. Yeah. Um, he'll come we'll on. Um, but yeah, you guys excited? World Cup. Can't wait, mate. Absolutely buzzing for this one. It's comes around every four years, and it's it's like Christmas Day for football fans. It is. It's sort of been building up, hasn't it? The last few weeks after the end of the season, we've been waiting and waiting, and it's finally here, and can't wait. Yeah. Um. It kind of got us yesterday. World Cup fever it hit early because of the news from Spain. Um. It's the first big story of the tournament, obviously. Uh, the manager, uh, Julian. I mean, I'm gonna have to get my pronunciation right here. Uh, Lopetegui. Lopetegui. There we are. That's the one. Um, Julian Lopetegui um, was sacked the day before the tournament. Sensational. Uh, two, two days before Spain played the first game. Um, I, I mean, from my perspective, I see it as a little unnecessary. They know he's going anyway. He's built the team. What are they possibly going to gain from it? I think the Spanish FA are just trying to show who's in charge. They were really upset with how it was handled, the announcement of uh, Lopetegui's move to Real Madrid on the eve of the World Cup. And sensationally, 48 hours before they play Portugal in their Group B opener, they've decided, right, that's it, we're not having it. I mean, it is, it's, it's quite incredible and it's one of those uh, stories that will be remembered Absolutely. in years to come every time there's a World Cup because I, I can't quite remember a manager being sacked on the no. eve of the World Cup in such a manner and it, a Real Madrid manager I mean there's obviously there's there's some issues there you know obviously you've got the Barcelona Real Madrid element to it and from what we understand Sergio Ramos was leading the sort of uh, the, the players into a kind of protest to say no what, what are you doing we need to keep hold of him but it's interesting you've got Fernando Hierro who's going to take over Bolton legend um <laughs> I know he had a bit more of a distinguished career than he did at the Reebok elsewhere, of course, at Real Madrid. But uh, listening to some of the debate, it seems to me that it doesn't matter who's in charge of that Spain team, really, because they're all capable. Experienced team as well. You'd get my nan in charge of them and they'd probably have a good go at it, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, Fernando Hierro, anyway, as you say, is the, the, the man in charge of. We don't, we don't really know anything about him as terms of when it comes in to management. Coaching, yeah. Uh, and coach, yeah. So it could be. Anything. Um, it's, it's one of those that could placate the players. Obviously, they were very upset that Lopetegui was was dismissed in such a way, and getting a legendary type in could kind of quickly smooth yeah. 
any difficulties over. It's going to have the respect, isn't it? The players exactly. automatically say it's one of them. It's not like he's an unknown or he's a youth team manager coming in. He's a mass. He's a Spain legend, a Real Madrid legend. So, I mean, you'd, you'd fancy the players to get behind him. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we'll be previewing more of the Spain against Portugal game, which takes place. Uh, tomorrow night, Friday night, uh, on tomorrow's podcast. As I say, we're going to be with you absolutely every single day of the World Cup with uh, a, a podcast. Um, but yeah, we'll move on just quickly to the opening game. Um, I'll be honest, I don't think I ever would have thought I'd be excited for Russia versus Saudi Arabia. But I actually can't <laughs> wait just to sit down and watch it. Um, Saudi Arabia and Russia are the two lowest ranked teams in the tournament. Um, so maybe better to get it out of the way with uh, kind of a bit of a, a show around it. Yeah, I think so. And it's also it's nice, isn't it, for the first game. There's always a bit of extra significance about it. Um, it's huge for Russia. Obviously, it's a huge day for them. The start of the tournament, the opening ceremony. But on the pitch, they really do need a win, you think. Um, Egypt and Uruguay are obviously the other two teams in Group A. So if they lose this one, then it's not looking good. Um, so it's like I say, it's a huge game. We don't know too much about Russia. We don't know too much about Saudi Arabia, even less so. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I'm looking forward to it, regardless of who's playing. It's great. We've got obviously we've got our guys out there in Moscow, and our chief news reporter Andy Lyons has got a, a sneak peek inside the Lizniki Stadium uh, this morning, and he said to me that you know final preparations very much underway. Even the goalposts are carefully being put in place, and every seat in the stadium has been wiped over. So. Uh, it's all hands on deck there in, in, in Moscow and uh, it's not just excitement for Robbie Williams building, it is for this Group A opener. Yeah, no, I, was, I saw a video on Twitter, so I've got a friend who's gone up there going supporting England but he arrived in Moscow yesterday, went out in Moscow and he said it was Saudi Arabia fans who were in and around the centre and they were being loud and, and boisterous and I don't know, maybe, I mean, don't know, the Russians will be loud and stuff but the visiting fans, are, a, a nation in Saudi Arabia as well who won't be expecting much uh, no. could and be. they've not been in the World Cup for a while I think it was 2002 and they got spanked by just about everybody so it's a it's a big chance for them now and obviously their fans they'll be, they'll be making some noise saying that though we've seen upsets in the past haven't yeah. we in the opening game and um, Senegal. I've got to say yeah Senegal um, South Africa 2010 um what are the odds today for Saudi Arabia? Because I, I wouldn't mind uh, chucking a few quid their way. Well, I mean, you're going to get very, very generous odds. If, if you really believe that Saudi Arabia are going to win, uh, with Bet Bright at the moment, this is uh, odds of the morning of the game, uh, Saudi Arabia 8-1. to one. It's worth a little go there. 8-1. Um, I mean, considering that you say Saudi Arabia are they're ranked three places above Russia in the, in the FIFA World Rankings. It's, in theory, on paper, a really close game. I, th- I think the rankings have been... Adjusted slightly because obviously Russia haven't played any competitive yeah. games for the past two years. Um, Not as far so cool as they once were. The rankings have been revised, yeah. haven't they, in recent years? Yeah, but yeah. it's you know it's 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 a game where both teams will be nervous going into it because obviously Russia are the host, Saudi Arabia being their first game. Um, I can't see too many goals to be no. honest, but it, there's definitely an opportunity for an upset. Uh, I'm excited, uh, from the Russian perspective, I'm excited to see uh, Alexander Golovan, get his, his name right, I keep calling him Golovkin because there was a bit of boxing on my mind. Well, Golovin, I mean, he's pound for pound their best player, isn't he, Russia? Yeah. Uh, a bit like Golovkin in, in boxing, but yeah. um, there's been a lot of talk with Manchester United and Arsenal both keeping tabs on yeah. him, so it'd be, be interesting on, on the grand stage of the World Cup whether he can deliver the goods. This is a massive audition for him. Yeah. I always say, like you say, call it audition. This is what the World Cup is in general for a lot of these players. It is 
um, basically just a stage to show what you can do. Look at the major tournaments. Look at the last major tournament, Euro 2016. Moussa Sissoko got his move to Tottenham when, let's be honest, he, he was looking like a championship player before before that tournament. It's a, it's a real opportunity for these players. It is. And obviously, Golov, Golovan. You'd hope he will play well, but the problem is, will the hopes of the nation be on him? You know, it's a bit too much pressure to come under, maybe. I mean, we saw it with Neymar at the last World Cup, but he's a different kind of player. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, if he can impress, if he, then he may well get a move and he could be playing in the Premier League. I think keep your eye on Smolov up front as well. He's, 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 he's prolific. He's done really well for Krasnodar. Been linked with a Premier League move in the past. Looks like he's got Everton written all over him, doesn't he? I don't know, we'll have to see how he gets on. <laughs> Is that sort of player? <laughs> yeah. um, if you are fancying a bet on the game, uh, Russia at 4 to 9, uh, the draw at 3 to 1. I'm not going to lie, the, the, the draw in the Saudi Arabia yeah. is, given everything we've discussed, I think it looked like immense value. And Russia have um, been in shocking form. I know they've not been, I don't think they've won any yeah. of the warm up games, so I mean, to be that that clear favourite, so I'm not, I'm not having it, to be honest. Yeah, no, uh, so. Potentially some some value there. Almost one of the best bets of the tournament on the first day. It's always good to point out. Um, also in Group A, as we've mentioned already, is Egypt and Uruguay. They're going to be the first game tomorrow on Friday. So we'll look ahead to that um, now. Um, this is a good thing about the World Cup. It happens so quick. No. So we're, 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 try, we're, we're trying to prepare these podcasts like every single day. And then you know, we have to look ahead because there's so much happening so quick. Everything moves on so quickly. Um, Egypt against Uruguay. If you haven't listened to our full World Cup preview show uh, that is also available still on our iTunes or Spotify uh, our Acast pages um, but we talked for an hour there and we do talk about Egypt and Uruguay but we'll, uh, we will mention Egypt again Mo Salah the latest on him it seems like he's got a very good chance of playing he was well he was in training uh, yesterday um, whether he completed the full session I don't think he did um, but it's promising signs isn't it you know the fact that we kind of thought a month ago that he wasn't going to play any part in the tournament and now he's got a chance of playing in the opener. Whether Egypt will risk him, who knows, but and obviously he's huge for them. So if he is even on the bench and he's fit to play, it'll be a massive boost. Yeah. Uh, can, can they afford to not risk him? I, can, they, I, can they afford to leave him on the bench? Because they've got a group which, realistically, you look at you'd say they have a really good chance of getting through. I don't think they can. You know, this chance is not going to come around anytime soon. It's four years for the next World Cup. Um, this is huge for Egypt. If he's fit, if he's training, you get him out there. You test him. If he's not fit for this one, you, you, you're halfway through the tournament for them. You know, They might not make it through the group stages, so they need to play him. If he's, if he's fit, he's ready, get him on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Mo Salah... A very much Egypt star man. Um, Uruguay have a star man, uh, Luis Suarez. We all know a hell of a lot about him. Obviously, from his Liverpool days, obviously Barcelona, he's been uh, pushing on. Um, what what else do we know about Uruguay though? I mean, personally, from my own level, I I, I don't know loads about Uruguay. I know they have Suarez, but um, I just imagine there'll be a an experienced team. I don't know. They they might play you know a few dirty tactics. That's just how I how I imagine them. Yeah. Them to be. I think they'd like say a bit of underhand tactics, and that may well sort of they may well use that uh, against Salah. Uh, obviously, if he's got the shoulder problem, they may well try to get at him. Um, obviously, we saw four years ago they beat England, didn't they? Of course, it's not that difficult at major tournaments, <laughs> but they've got some decent players. You know, Cavani obviously as well. 
Um, at the other end of the field, not as strong, but going forward, they're always going to score goals with them two in your team. You know, they're going to cause teams a lot of problems. Yeah. Uh, also, they have uh, for for the Arsenal fans uh, listening, Lucas Torreira. Is that what you Torreira. Yeah. I really need to brush up on some of these. So I'm not I'm not looking forward to tomorrow when we're going to be looking ahead to the Iran game and they've got that Jahan Bakash. The who's their star man? More research required. Yeah, I'm going to have to brush up on my pronunciations. But anyway, with Uruguay, this Lucas Torreira. Torreira. Torreira, that's what we said. Uh, Lucas Torreira, it, it seems like he's, he's edging ever closer to his move to Arsenal. He's going to play, um, well, might not start, but he's in the Uruguay squad, defensive midfielder. Uh, only a small lad, five foot five. He's really caught the eye in, in Italy, though. A lot of uh, had rave reviews mm. uh, from his days at Sampdoria in Syria. But yeah, I mean, Uruguay, going forward, Edinson Cavani, I mean, we can't not talk about him. He's so prolific for PSG. Um, and then at the back you've got Diego Godin for Atletico Madrid who's you know I think probably one of the best centre halves in world football. Yeah. So all round the pitch they've got they've got some good players and I, I think they could be one of the dark horses in this tournament. I think they'll be looking to win the group. Um, and obviously with Spain and Portugal in Group B, then you know there would be a favourable draw if they can win the group. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, on the odds, as far as the odds go on that game. Uh, Egypt uh, eleven to two. That's another one where I think it's there's bad, if you see Salah in that starting lineup, I think you're looking at that and you're going. Well, will the odds change if Salah plays? You know, yeah. you'll have to think. G- g- they may well do. Yeah. Get on it quickly then. Uh, the draw at thirteen to five, and Uruguay win eight to thirteen. As it stands on Thursday morning, those odds obviously with Bet Bright. Um, we've not spoken about England on here, uh, so we've only got a couple of minutes left. Uh, but England start on Monday against Tunisia. They've flown out there. They're settling into the hotel. But um, morale still seems high. I'm, I've, I've been waiting for something to happen. Well, they've already got their hands on the cup, haven't they? Did you <laughs> yeah. see that yesterday? Actually, it was a Russian T-urn, but um, it looked, looked very impressive. Yeah, they look like the Wimbledon trophy. <laughs> Harry Kane looked very pleased to receive it. Um, <laughs> got a big, big loaf of bread as well, didn't they? Yeah, it Gareth, is, is it bread or, or salted big... bread? I believe uh, yeah. sign of hospitality. I thought they just got like a subway platter, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, again, yeah, the optimism is high. Um, some of the players were working out in the gym at midnight. Carl Walker was among them. Um, I know there were some quotes surfacing yesterday. Carl Walker saying, "You know, he's worked his whole career to get to the World Cup. He doesn't want to play at centre back, where he looks like he'll start. He'd rather mm. play at right back." So that's the only sort of real kind of, uh, I wouldn't say negative, but probably one. One story that's sort of come out in the last couple of days, we think, oh, hang on a minute. But I think it's all, all's good at the minute. Rashford, slight concern over him. Probably won't start in the first game anyway. Um, but he missed the training session yesterday. And it'll be interesting to see if he, if he does return to the training pitch today. They're, they're in Rapino. And we've got our guys there. John Cross is, is down there. So you can stay tuned to his videos and updates on Mirror Football. Yeah. Uh, we will hear from Crossy on this podcast as well on Saturday morning's uh, edition. Uh, is the next time we'll be checking in with Crossy, but we will also check in with the rest of the guys throughout the World Cup. Um, gentlemen, thank you very much. Um, thank you. This is the end of our first World Cup daily podcast. Um, you're going to get sick of the sound of my <laughs> voice uh, over the next couple of weeks. Um, thankfully, I'm not producing. I'm not doing them every single day. You'll hear. More of the other guys. Plenty of you, Matty. <laughs> yeah, I'm in pre- probably every day this yeah. month, and then I'll go on holiday. Um, but yeah, what I would say to our to our great listeners is that if you're looking to follow the game today, we're going to have the full build up from midday 
uh, from Moscow. We've got exclusive videos and pictures and insight from our reporter, reporters who are out there on the ground. And yeah, what, what a start. Russia v Saudi Arabia. Bring Four it. o'clock kickoff. Bring it on. Um, but yeah, if you're interested more in the World Cup uh, podcast, uh, you can subscribe to us iTunes, Spotify, and Acast. And uh, yeah, you can stay up to date with all your latest news with us. Uh, so until tomorrow, uh, enjoy the opening game and we will see you then. How are you doing there? It is David from the David McWilliams podcast and this is a Staycast from Acast. We're all following the government's advice right now. We're staying in. It's a little bit cocooning, but it's all working. So while you're staying at home, here's a recommendation of another great podcast. It's the Blind Boy podcast. He's an old mate. He's a great skin. He has extraordinarily interesting views of the world. Check it out.